0: Uh, Welcome to the fourth podcast of Key in the Lake Podcast. We have a special guest today. Wilson and I are joined by the one and only Harrison Pius. How's it going? He is uh, supposedly um, next in line to be Pope or something like that He just said. (laughs) 13th to be exact. But for now, he'll just be a uh, uh, marketing manager for MGP, if you will. Uh, We'll get into all that just here in a second. I want to say belated st patty's day to everybody because we'll come we're recording on a friday um the 15th but this will come out on monday the 18th so we'll already have drank two days through st patrick's day but as we hear our experience we have a little two gingers whiskey with us um (laughs) cheers to all you guys Um, we're gonna definitely uh drink a little bit of two gingers irish whiskey that kind of all started out of minneapolis minnesota but now has become an irish whiskey that's distilled over there and sells very popularly in the united states anything to add to that wilson
1: it's delicious. Actually, you know, it's funny. The it's very light on the palate, um, and then it turns into full flavor on the back end. So it, it, it's 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 curtain call, I guess you could call it, of an Irish whiskey because you get it up front get that nice alcohol and then boom curtain call on the back end and it kind of lingers and then it disappears Uh, full
2: disclosure i finished mine
1: before we
0: hit record. (laughs) (laughs) that's harrison he's a degenerate so yeah um, uh, my
1: apologies yeah i I, I
2: did not get that stage
0: not a problem um any st patty's day plans on the actual st patty's day i'll be at aj hudson's watching soccer football, if you will, because um, Everton will probably lose to Chelsea.
2: They're playing, but um, that's all right. Uh, well, all right. I just want to get this out of yeah. the way early because yeah. I listened to the back end of episode three. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Matt Brown, if you're listening, I do miss you, and I'm sad that I missed yeah. you by a week, but uh, I do I do back Watford, so I just want to get that out of the way right now. Okay. And wow. Whereas you are an A.J. Hudson's, I do want to give a shout-out to the local soccer bar I go to at Cleo's. Yeah. Um, also surprisingly very Everton friendly, yeah, nice. but It's
0: amazing for a team that is uh, middle of the table every single year. Um, There's so many Everton supporters in this
2: city. And and that's exactly how I got my – I said I was going to, like, explain how this happened. I'm there every Sunday uh, watching soccer but really having a Bloody Mary. And I was like, look, if I'm going to be here and there's going to be soccer on, i got to have, like, a club, right? So I said to my friend, listen, give me – uh, uh, a club But don't give me Like a number one or two I don't want to be A bandwagon yeah, jumper And don't give me Something that's gonna Get relegated next year Cause I don't want to Be like a Swansea guy You know And then and then regret it Shout out to Swansea Sorry Shots to- fired <laughs> <laughs> right. And he goes Okay so you want Somebody middle of the pack I'm like yeah He's like do you like Elton John I'm like Oh know, yeah, he's alright He's yeah, like yeah. Watford <laughs> That was it Full stop And now I have A bunch of Watford stuff There you go uh, It's a little disingenuous But at least I'm trying I like
0: it No it's a good spot to be in So yeah I'll probably Have him in some Guinness there. Um, at AJ's and then maybe a little French toast as well Ooh. yeah French yeah, toast French toast. Well, football at 11.30 you know what
1: it, kind of, it kind of makes me think I don't know who to root for I've, I've met Jake out at his spot um,
0: you have you watched the World Cup with me I did the I watched days. the World Cup yeah. with you there and then uh, I couldn't even drink that day that's right yeah I was driving the you little were going whiskey going van somewhere. And I was picking up the whiskey van for the first time
1: Oh, that's yeah. right for
0: slowing yeah, and That's Definitely. right. Yep. So I remember that. I sat in a bar and watched two soccer games for about eight hours, right coffee, coffee and water. Yeah. Oof. yeah. Um I, I apologize to our waitress multiple times. I'm like, I'm sorry, that I, I yeah. can't. You know, I'm gonna tip you well because you've been giving my coffee. It's true. Keeping it full all day. Keeping full and hot and fresh. Yeah. Hot and honestly. fresh, just like Wilson. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, you're you're welcome. Welcome. No, but um, uh, yeah. So that's our plans for St. Patty's Day. Kind of spent on this weekend. It's a big drinking time uh, for Chicago, but every weekend is, um, like usual. But we wanted to have Harrison on today because he's had a really interesting um, progression through the whiskey world. He was one of the very first uh, sales reps that I ever met um, Mm -hmm. in the whiskey world selling craft whiskey when, honestly, the public didn't give much about craft. Uh, We did individually, or uh, I guess uh, commutatively, inside the craft industry, but he was selling that... um, and then he's kind of progressed his way through all some other distilleries, selling products, and now he's at one of the most reputable distilleries yeah. in all of, the, all of America. He is MGP. now
1: officially the wise old
2: owl. Yeah, I didn't think that, that was going to – I, I, I should say, and I have to say, <laughs> for legal and marketing purposes, <laughs> all opinions and ideas expressed herein are my own uh, and not those of MGP unless otherwise stated. Understood. I, I think they're all expressed for Okay, that's well, great. you can you can argue that with our legal department because I yeah, I actually had to get this interview clear yeah. <laughs> through like no, three cool. layers
1: yeah. of management. We're that important, Jay? We're Which important. give me some. That's right. Keen Lake, you guys map. are on
2: the map. They know who you are. Um, and and God willing, I'll First put it on
1: four
0: podcasts. Whoa. Can you believe
2: it? It's a miracle. Sorry to interrupt. But we no, please. See, uh, we've we, been we, wanting one of those to come
0: back. We've talked about it before on the podcast, how we sit next to a train stop here at Beguile, pick Up to Beguile, and it's
2: the first train we've seen pass by over during, during the podcast. Dude, that's great. So, I, uh, that's, a, that's a good omen. Yeah, I'm considering that a good omen. omen. I, will, I, will, I was going to say, I will attempt to get you in our annual media day tour of the Willy Wonka factory, uh, and hopefully we can get <laughs> you guys in there. Um, because you should, and now we've—I've set it on record, so you've there we go. Record, but yeah. truly, yeah, I'm gonna—I'm gonna speak, uh, if at all possible, yes. from my own personal point of view, so I don't yeah. get and
1: that, <clears> yeah, in we any, can any trouble. can only ask of you if that Absolutely. you know. I mean, it's—it's—it's it's, it's tough. Yeah. It's, it's really tough, when, especially when you get to the level of where you're at now, Harrison. Yeah. Where you've—you've you've earned your way up to where you're at now, and you know, you do have to be a little bit more careful.
2: Yeah, it's yeah. a publicly traded company. Like, yeah. I could say something on this podcast, yeah. and it could affect a and stock can, price yeah. by accident. You're
1: like, you know what? Harrison said that Wilson was the best, yeah. and yes. then it would actually skyrocket. And then yes. it, well, was it was just in Well, like, if, if we hired you, it then would, it would skyrocket. Yeah, it would skyrocket. Yeah, my ass was skyrocketing right out of there. You buy
2: <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm very excited to start working for these guys. I, I actually started in January, so yeah, it is, is it is a newer opportunity. Thing. I would like not to screw it up in the first three months, obviously, but, um, I, I am, I am a huge fan. Yeah, I, right. If you're gonna, if you're gonna go out, go out big. Right. Um, uh, hey, you, hey, it's only small. Did you, you, you
1: earn this? Because I remember seeing you, uh, last. Year. Well, not remember seeing you. We see each other often out in in the market, especially during events, tasting the events and whatnot. And you did you earned your bones with them, man. You you know you you really did earn this position where you're at right now. So it's I congratulate you face to face. I know I've only been able to do it over the, uh, you know Facebook or Instagram or whatnot because <clears throat> and so on and so forth. But to be here publicly, I like to let everyone know that I. I'm just, I'm really proud of you. I'm really happy for you.
2: Thank Seriously. you. I, I, did not know I was going to be complimented yeah. on this show. I would have, yeah. I would have showed up. Like for episode I said, man, you're, one.
1: you're the wise old man now. Oh, you know, thank you. you're the spotted owl of the team. Um, <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, let's, I mean, let's get into it a little bit. About yeah. Where you kind of uh, progressed from? Like I said, um, when I was working at Koval before. Um, uh, before Wilson started working there, you yeah. were one of the reps
1: that was uh, selling a product through
2: our distributor. Yeah, Heritage. Um, but actually, before that, if I may, and I'm yeah, going yeah, to do, yeah, this, no. I'm gonna do this, <clears throat> this as fast as possible because we only have an hour, obviously. No, but, no, uh, we've got more than that. Go. Right.
1: We've got all the time to work Right. To but
2: I product. I, uh, I actually didn't start in distribution. I started technically moving kegs in a bar. I'm one of the few oh. bar reps or bar brand reps that have ever existed that never bartended a day in his life. I, I, I could not... Tell you how to make a very complex cocktail. The classics, I know. Like even <laughs> I know the classics. You you're just around them long enough, you learn what they are and aren't. Um, but I actually started with a company that back then was called Bevin Co which is now BevIntel. I think it merged with IntelliTap. You know what? I'm not going to get into There's it. I actually so don't many, know what the name so of it is. Beverages. But we were the booze cops. We were the people that went in after hours. My shift was 2 a.m. to 11 a.m. I would go in, download the PA, POS oh, system, seriously? like Aloha, Shit. Micros, yeah. like whatever, whatever you're working with in the industry. I downloaded it and then took the rings and put them against what you're Pour was for each drink on that on that, on that menu. menu. Wow. Then weighed the bottles, and then like saw that there was like a, we knew what the full weight of a bottle of let's say Stoli raspberry was, yeah. and if it was off, we could tell if they were overpouring or underpouring. Yeah. And I'm not going to get in for legal reasons to what I think of that system, yeah. but it was a system, and it did yield a result. And people, you could. You know, set your buying by it. Um, at a certain point, I was inter- entering invoices there, and I was like, man, all the money is way on the other side. It's 2 a.m. to 11 a.m. <laughs> as much as I like the experience of walking down Michigan Ave at like 3 in the morning, Which and there's awesome. no one so, there, it,
1: it, it's actually a Do it if, if you can. Walk. Yeah. Right. If you can, do it at least once. Yeah, in it the is, snow, too. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Um, I can't tell you're being sarcastic. No, well, no, I'm no, no. I'm not, yeah, I'm no, not no. being sarcastic. Yeah. No, no yeah. It's it, gorgeous. No one's yeah, 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 it's... Yeah. But,
2: like, I mean, you could do that probably at, like, 1 a.m. and it's still pretty dead downtown. Yeah. Like 7 a.m. on a
0: Saturday, too, because that's
1: when I go downtown. This is true. Yeah, well, you... Yeah, you do do a lot of running at that, that time of the day. Well, that, Yeah. <laughs> but
2: mostly Photographs. Photos, yeah. Um, Well, so um, Photographs.
1: But I but think yeah. you should take your camera on this because you would get some magnificent shots.
2: Yeah, it's worth yeah. staying up late. It's um, true. But uh, So I did that for a while And I was just kind of I don't want to say unhappy um, It was fine I was being paid adequately I was pay, The pay was adequate With the commis uh, What's it called The Not commiseration The job uh, Yes <laughs> It was Yeah It was It was it was what it was. Mm. Um, but I wanted to go through distilling school. Mm. And so oh, I went to short-lived, and this is where this all starts, okay. short-lived, there was Siebel Institute of Technology, yep. yeah. which is a brewing academy that yep. any brewer out there would know about, yep. did a craft distillation operations and technology course. It was two weeks, okay. intensive. Who Robert Berniker was one. of them. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, to, well, he was um, an instructor at one yes, point. Yes, he was. Um, he was actually a lot of the hands-on, practical stuff okay. and equipment-based stuff was was his pitch. Which shocker! Shocker! Code of Stills, you know, yeah, and all yeah, that. Right, of like of, of course he knows yeah. what it costs to put in a still. <laughs> um, and uh, sorry, that's that's inside baseball. I didn't mean to alienate any <laughs> any viewers who are bartenders and whatnot. But uh, so we get to we get to the uh, that we have. Uh, Dave Pickerel, you know, nice. uh, rest in peace, of course, <laughs> yeah. Shout out. Uh, who was there talking to us about maturation and things like that. It wow. was it was actually, if you looked at it, it was kind of a who's who. On paper? Uh, on, right, on, right, exactly. Sure. Um, Nick Floyd of Three Floyds really? was in my class. <laughs> okay. uh,
1: Nick Floyd of Three Floyds? Yeah, uh,
2: Phil Pritchard from Pritchard's Distillery, who, by the way one of the nicest men I've ever met I have no idea why he was in that class he just answered all the questions because he already had a distillery <laughs> yeah, they, they had already so had what, stuff yeah. for like what 10 the hell years how was he
1: there for that <laughs> forever <shirts>. for, for, <laughs> right
2: forever a mystery forever cool. a mystery that's cool um, I, mean, I guess
0: we can always go back to like we keep always reading books the three of us we keep reading articles sure. so we don't ever you know, stop our growth stop our growth at all he's cool. just doing
2: something like that. yeah, yeah. Some, right impossible um, so went through that course, but I had to quit my job at Bevan Co. Tell uh, whatever it is to do that to do that because taking two weeks off was not an option. Uh, and uh, mm-hmm. that's fine, you know. Um, so I, I did that it. Sucks. Took a, took a flyer, and then this is this is where it's gonna get like put down on record. And I I don't think I tell the story <laughs> often. Yeah, right, um, right. breaking news. Though, uh, I then I sent an email to several companies, including Proximo Spirits. So if you want to think about back in the days of like early Kraken. Uh, I sent emails out across the board, having no understanding of the three-tier system, having no understanding about being a sales rep or a bartender or anything. Just completely green. Yeah. Send it a bunch of emails. And one of them was WH Harrison Bourbon and Tipton Spirits. At, I, I literally walked into a Binnie's. It was there, $29.99 on the shelf. And I said, this bottle... How often can you walk in and say, this bottle has my name on it? Yeah. You know? Ah. Yeah, that's
0: true. So... That's- that's the legend
2: goes, That's and I, I say legend, and I, you guys can see the air quotes, the listeners can't. Um, <laughs> the legend goes that I, I, halfway through this bottle, I sent an email to, uh, to info at, you know what yes. I mean? Like, yeah. not even, right, not even, not even to, like, a job board. There was no career builder back then. This is a different time. And yeah. said, hey, I know this sounds ridiculous, but my name's Harrison. The stuff's called Harrison. I just finished a ceiling school... I think it'd be really cool if I worked for you.
1: This is like one of those drunk history moments. <laughs> <laughs>
2: right? Um, yeah, follow, oh my time. God. Uh, and Jerry Knight, with a K, I, I gotta get it right. Love it. Uh, Jerry Bye. Knight, who had worked with Diageo and uh, multiple brands, Procter & Gable, I, I don't want to speak his CV out because I will get it wrong, yeah. gotcha. uh, called me back. <laughs> gosh, <laughs> and he was like, hey, okay, cool, let's meet. And we went on basically two interviews here in Chicago. Yeah. And uh, July, I want to say like 5th or 6th. It comes up on Facebook memory, so I'll remember That's it when awesome. it comes around. That's cool. Uh, but he's like, hey, get in my car. And we got in the car. There was a carton of American Spirit blacks. I did smoke back then. So did he. He doesn't. Oh, Neither of us does. Just don't smoke, kids.
0: That, they were close.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that was my emo face. That was that yeah, swoopy right. hair. Emo yeah. Face? I, 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 I no, so I
0: talk about this last night, a friend and I. Like, oh, my God. It's so... close St.
2: Patrick's Day. It's a, I remember they, they used to say, they make your lungs bleed. Yeah. And I, then I had a friend say, well, if they make your lungs bleed, it'll, it'll wax off all that tar on your lungs. And by the way, this is not true. <laughs> Scientifically, <laughs> that is not how that That's works why. at all. Obama
0: banned these in 2008. Did he really? Yeah, they were banned. And so I, I have, had a bunch of friends, I believe they're either made in, I want to say, Malaysia, He's in Malaysia. Or in Everyone Indonesia. smokes. Okay. There, yeah, and so I had friends who literally uh, bought cartons off the Internet of it because they were going to be banned
1: in the States. Get the shit out of here, Yeah, really? so they had this like, <laughs> <have, like,
0: some laughs> little operation going, so if you ever needed it, some, this network of guys. I
1: wonder if it was I, that same, was it the same? You know, they remember that chubby-ass baby that was on YouTube? So they were showing him smoking? I, wonder, I actually do was remember he remember smoking? this video,
0: yeah.
2: Oh, okay. I, yeah. I will say for the record, though, I have not smoked. I believe that. I have not smoked or smelled the smoke of a clove in yeah, 20 sure. years. I
0: smoked one like a few months ago outside of a
2: bar, and I had some flashbacks where yeah, I was like, ooh, yeah. daddy likes
1: that.
2: <laughs> 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 hey, if I ever go overseas, I'll bring you back. Yeah, in yeah. Well, You're
1: <laughs> oh, uh,
2: so it's hey, one of those like no it's like it's like hey get in loser we're going shopping like get yeah. in loser we're going selling whiskey and we drove to Connecticut where I was born to uh-huh. pick up a car like I had a car that was there and I needed a car suddenly I had not had a car when I moved here okay um, went from Harrison to a sad kind of old Yeller moment where he's like listen you you need you need some sales experience uh-huh. like you've got the spark but you don't have the experience. And he dumped me. uh, He broke up with me. We we left, uh, uh, and I went to uh, a distributor here in Illinois. Okay. Not the one Heritage that we met at, but briefly before that. Heritage was my distributor time. And he was absolutely right. He's still my mentor. I still talk to him. I will see him, Jerry Knight, whenever I can. I call him. Yeah, Yeah, he and I are still very very close, and he's he's a great mentor, and he knows a lot. And I'm sure (laughs) he's connected to some brand right now that I don't know off the top of my head.
1: You You know what? If he's ever in
2: town, I'll. I'll get him in here, and you guys, you guys can deal with him.
1: That'd be cool to talk to
2: um, <clears throat> Just from the Diageo experience alone, he'd probably be fun. Yeah. Um, so from there, Heritage, with their spirits division, yeah. I'm not even going to touch the politics of what's going on with them currently because yeah. I was not there.
1: No. Neither were we. we neither were we. You know, Perfect. Yeah, you know, we all,
2: love, we all love <laughs> the same time, Yeah. So. so another show, another day, I guess. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and it got to the point at Heritage where – they didn't need another DM I had seniority and I wanted to go back to supplier side so they found me a supplier and I went off a gallivanting to suppliers and I've been through two before landing at MGP that's how I kind of networked where I did Mm -hmm. but I don't want to you know overstate or understate or you know talk too much about that. I, I've just worked with a lot of brands, uh, for better and worse. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, yeah, here I am at MGP, which is, oddly enough, where Harrison was sourced from at the very <laughs> beginning. So I feel like I've come full circle. Come and that's, and that's the end of my story. story. I'm you done. You know what? I'm Let's sorry. cheers to that. Yeah, cheers. I
1: think that's kick-ass right there. Cheers. From the craft side, thank you. Uh, for
2: sound.
0: There we go. Uh, so the most plastic cups. <laughs> and cheers. Well, plastic
1: Harrison plastic. is our guest. I wanted to give him the Glen Carrot. So so he's of us. Yeah. awesome uh, um, I, I didn't think about myself.
0: Yeah, there you go. No, but how did, like, the craft side of everything, how was it selling whiskey in Chicago from a craft distillery, from young craft distilleries, too? I mean, I know you had some bigger co- accounts like Breckenridge. Uh, but but if,
2: they weren't big when we exactly. took them on. So
0: how were you selling back then to <clears throat> basically, you know, an industry or retail and, you know, also with bars that probably didn't care too much about it or even know anything
2: about it necessarily? Um, that's, I mean, that's... a spectacular question. I haven't given it a ton of thought, actually. Okay. And I guess a lot of the questions you guys might ask me. Um, he has a folder. I, has, has, I, I do. I have a, you he can't has, hear it, but this is, that's my manila folder. We didn't, honestly. We had no clue what we were doing. Yeah. And when we started, we Those knew all wine it, it had all been wine for 30 years or so, around 30 years. And honestly, we got to a point where we, we knew it was good. We all had pallets. We all came from different sides of the industry. Hmm. We knew what was going on. We knew what good was. We didn't know how to market it. Okay. And it just took... I mean, it's, it's hard to say, like, oh, it just took, like, old-fashioned pavement pounding, but really, we just had to walk around. We had to get the word no thrown in our face a ton of times. And brands like Breckenridge, for example, and, you know, I have nothing but nice things to say about those guys, um, they... They were built, at least in this state, and I can't speak for you nationwide, but in this state, they were built by that constant, we made relationships with other people who, who got it, and the thought process was those people are going to win out over the people that are just in it to make a quick buck. Okay. right? So if there's gotcha. a bartender or a bar owner or a restaurant where they're making selections, where they sit down and talk to us about our passion for spirits yeah. and why this is good and why this makes sense as a brand – and they're like, "All right, we'll give it a chance." We were there to support them. Gotcha. But also, you know, they won out over over time. Yeah, um, that makes
0: sense. So, did, I mean, were they?
2: How did they take you guys in? I mean, was it difficult to even like get a meeting? Uh, yeah. At, at, yes, we did originally piggyback onto the wine business, okay. right? So you have an existing run of wine reps and the original reps, and this is this is, I guess, how I would describe it. I don't. I don't think I'm giving away any company secrets, but uh, this is how I would have described it. It was originally we sat in on the Friday morning sales meetings, yeah. which is Friday, here's where, here's where we are. <laughs> um, the the mm-hmm. wine reps were in there. We sat there and listened to hour after hour of wine supplier knowing we had nothing to do with it, okay. but it was a camaraderie thing. Yeah, definitely. And as the brand grew, as the, the company grew, we didn't need to rely on that run of accounts so much. We then had our own Friday morning yeah. meetings, gotcha. which were different. And I think that was. I think it was a wise idea. I think adding a spirits division to that distributor was a wise idea, and uh, I think it's it just took time.
0: Yeah, it's interesting because I had another I had a meeting. This is probably we're talking three four years ago with another distributor of ours at the time that was also a wine distributor from a different state, and Mm -hmm. uh, he brought his daughter and son in law, wife, and another uh, whiskey drinker into the meeting. It was just us four or five on a Saturday morning, and. The actual owner of the company, the distributor, he'd only drink vodka while everyone else was trying all the whiskey and enjoying the whiskey, and, uh, but he came from the wine side, and it was interesting to see the old-school aspect of it stay where you are, kind of based inside of that You know, easy, clear spirit to drink, and then everybody else was exploring into all the whiskeys, and I think that's kind of a little bit of a synopsis that's happened within the whole whiskey industry yeah. in Chicago and across this nation. As I think so.
2: all of us, yeah, yeah, I think all of us are at a point where we're lucky that we just Get it while we could. We've talked about yeah. a lot of times oh, yeah. off mic where we were unlucky in the timing of things, yeah. but this was the perfect time to get into. Yeah,
1: it was distilling. Yeah, but even um, <clears throat> even to your point as far as that individual that was just drinking the vodka side of things, that's who we deal with on the day to day basis. Yeah, it's your entry point. It's our entry point. You know, so if you know if you did your due diligence or you have your you know your Your reliable sources throughout the market and friends that are doing the same thing you do. Say, hey, I'm going to go see so-and-so at XYZ. You got any insight? He goes, loves vodka. Great. I'll pack my vodka if I made my vodka. Yeah, Mm -hmm. if I have to. And I'll break in with the vodka. But then you follow up that with immediately, like, all right, let me get you off of that. But buyers buy what they like. Yeah. I mean, the truth with that is, I mean, both of you guys are reps,
0: um, so I'm not... And probably shouldn't be sneaking about it, I guess, too much. But
2: you've represented a brand, you've uh, yeah. Like <laughs> you've represented, e- even indirectly. Yeah, like, indirectly. I've seen you, yeah, yeah. Like that's, I, I appreciate yeah. you being humble on that. But thank well, I agree.
0: You. As um, well. But you know, if you go in there with the vodka and your vodka sells, you don't want to be known for your vodka as a whiskey distillery because we have you have vodka your distilleries because it's an entry point. You don't have to age it; you can get it on the shelves right away. Right. So where's trouble coming with that? When maybe you're exposing too many of your clear spirits.
1: No, it's not so much about sex. not so much. That it's more quality. Okay. If the vodka is that good, then the door cre- creeps open a little better for something else. Yes. So it's it's a it's a gateway to the market. If it's that good, yeah. a lot of us, um, Harrison, Harrison has the deeper experience in this. But what I have found is, you enter with your lower cost per bottle spirit. Yeah. Good. Good.
0: Yeah.
1: Just so that they're not making that initial investment up front. Yeah. And then immediately follow in with your Yeah. So uh, you know, and so yeah. forth and so forth. Vodka is a great way to do it. But Everyone makes a vodka because we all need to make some sort of revenue. Absolutely.
2: Except. Except. Yes, MGB. Um, yeah, this is true. Yeah. But this is true. This is exactly. We'll what, yeah. By the way, we do have a vodka. I just. Oh, actually, you really? uh, yeah, we, we do, but it's Might great. Well, right? Yeah, I I mean you don't want to really? you don't want to be blind in a category. I, I but I going makes back. To, makes we'll, sense. Makes we'll, sense. Put a pin, it will come back, but like what I really oh, want to get into. two podcasts in a row. We got pins. Yeah, uh, got I, pins. I actually, I'm not going to lie, I listened to the other one. That's where I stole that from. I, I don't, that's, a, that's a Matt yeah, Brown put special. a pin in that. Um, <laughs> Matt special. Our
0: only listeners are our next current listener, our next current recorded. Hey, hey, <laughs> hey. Hey, <laughs> just,
2: yeah. hey, I will <laughs> listen to the ones after I'm gone. No, I'm just
0: saying, our guests <laughs> are only.
2: So you have a vodka. Yes, but here, here's the point I want to here's make. Here's the point. Yeah. I keep intentional blind spots in my education. Because uh-huh. one of the worst things that ever happened to me about drinking alcohol yeah, is understanding the universe of alcohol. Because now I've seen how the sausage is made and I can yes. never be sucked <laughs> in by marketing. It's like it ruined every. There's no whimsy for me. Yeah, and, and, I can, right, and I can share that. There's still passion, yeah, but there's no whimsy <laughs> in, in terms of certain categories of spirits. So one of the gray areas that I've always kind of left, I understand the concept, but I've left it as a blind spot is tequila. And for me, and just going towards that concept of a clear spirit being a a demarcation of the quality of what you produce. If I drink, um, you know, a Hacienda or a a Gnome, like if I I pick up one of their tequilas and their Blanco is good. Mm -hmm. I know it's generally speaking, and I'm speaking so broadly, (laughs) it's going to get better with age. Yeah, it's true. And... And it's it's very telling. So in that same, and again, I there's a lot of like wavy equal signs here. Like yeah, maybe you could say that if you can make a great vodka, that means it was good a couple purity levels ago. You know, this that you can create a good spirit. Yeah, um, That's a great open
0: mind to have because I do the same yeah, thing. Yeah, that's with a very good point. miss call
2: as well because
0: like uh, my fiance who works in the industry, she reps a tequila company and is super interested in miss calls. Where I'm like, I see on the shelf. I've had a good amount of them, but I don't want to know anything about it because I want to be educated about it from her or from a bartender who's making a cocktail with it. I, I traditionally, for myself, don't drink it neat, mm-hmm. but I love the cocktail aspect aspect of it.
2: Also, when it's aged, too, it's a whole different experience. It, it's, it's, like, with yeah. it's, yeah, yeah. It's, it's just like, true. Both yeah, of I mean, well, those made the exact same facial expression. Yeah, on it. just, like, oh, like, God, that sounds great. Yeah. yeah.
1: It, it, it is. It, and you're not crazy for
2: that. Like, that's, it's good. I think it's good to have blind spots. absolutely. I've met people that know too much about everything, and they're miserable people. I'm not saying And they're
1: not fun to talk to. No, yeah they know well, uh, it all. Yeah, I mean I think there
0: is that aspect of it. There's just wanna, no We don't want to do that. And I mean, what we, what Wilson and I started with this podcast, what I started with the website is that I want to build a community. I want to talk to people that are all parts of this industry. You can tell me something I don't know. I'm not going to act like I do know. Kind of like giving up on that li- aspect of life. It's not like where you're, you know, you're 18 year old kid and you're like. Oh, do you know this band? Like, yeah, I think I've heard of them. You have no idea what some i Like, I I, I want to
2: be educated. So, to, to any 18 year old children listening, uh, sorry, adult, are adults. Um adults. Uh, adults. I'm sorry, you can't drink alcohol for another three years, and three I don't years. want you to do and that. They're in England, overseas. You're right. We yeah. might have an overseas audience here. Right. That's yeah. I apologize. Yeah, no, no. Right, right. We're, so, from we're, on, so As long as you are drinking age appropriate, I yeah. just want to say, it's it's okay to say I don't know. Yeah.
0: Oh, absolutely. In is fact, I
2: admire them? every rep, every bartender, every bar owner, yeah. Yeah. every Binnie's employee, whatever it is that I come in contact with in my career that says, you know what, I don't know, or I can get back to you, okay. that means the universe to me, because it means you're taking my questions seriously, yeah. you're not going to BS me, no. and vice versa, Like I then reciprocate that same respect. I agree. Um, well said. I you,
1: agree with you 100%. You don't have to
2: know everything. No,
1: yeah, Even the doormen. Even the doormen. In fact, I went into a worker bar the other day. She literally just called the door guy over. And he goes. She goes, hey, come try these. You're the deciding factor. And thank God, the type of dude I am, and you notice know yeah. Jake and Harrison, that I say hi to everybody. I don't care who the fuck you are. I'm like, hey, how you doing? How you doing? How you doing? You know, two, three people in a row if I have to. It doesn't matter. I'm going to say, what's up? Yeah. That guy was the deciding factor. That was the guy that made my day because he goes, that's going to go, buy a case of it, done. What were you selling? Whiskey. I know which whiskey. Oh, the uh, barrel strength. Uh, for the rye. For the rye. But you bring up an excellent
2: point, which now we're getting into the universe of sales. Mm. And and this is brand unspecific. The, I have a sociopathic need to be liked. That's, that's how I ended <laughs> up here, right? I, I know, I go to therapy every week. This is not news. Um, but but that concept you even though you don't know you're doing it you walk in and it's it's the bill and ted philosophy be excellent to each other be i said this before yeah, the show
1: absolutely. this is true yeah this but is very but just afraid.
2: you can't burn bridge i will never understand in this industry how people burn bridges with each other Bar, bartenders can be a little bit more clicky and i don't want to i'm not even going to dip a toe you in know, that I, pool I will go yeah there i right wouldn't know actually
0: so i was actually oh. just i was so are I was, you pulling was, a Matt brown
2: do it. I'm, do I'm not, it.
0: I'm not going that far. I'm not going that far in the <laughs> um, But no, I was out at a cocktail bar um, the other night with a friend who's a writer. And every once in a while, he writes about the whiskey industry or cocktails. He's someone who makes his own aperitifs at home, wants to mess around and stuff like that. So, kind of, I mean, a novice to the industry, asked a lot of questions, it was an awesome conversation. But then we're sitting there, you know, at this nice bar over in West Loop. And he's like, why do bartenders think they're saving lives? Oh shit! And that's that, that, that's where I I, I I love that question because I think we're three very passionate people about what we do and what in the whiskey industry itself, and we are caught up on the history of it and we read about it quite a bit. But we are at the end of the day. Serving you to your doom, if you will. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's true. I mean, we're part of the. It's a part of the blood flow of the United States over the last four hundred years of what we are yeah. as a country. But we aren't saving lives. I mean, I, we're making, I, but we are giving you good time.
2: Yes, and I and I I want to jump. Like time. I feel the need to dive in yeah, front yeah, of that no, for my yeah, bartender no. friends. Um
0: no, I mean same it, year though. No, I, I, it's yeah,
2: I'm I someone that loves going to
0: parties, and I, I don't even have to drink. I love just making cocktails on. Yeah. So it's like I don't bartend professionally. I, I have in the past, like worked at bars pouring beers. When I was in college, but it's like, I've never been a professional mixologist or bartender to one of these high-level places, and I love going to those places. That's where I spend my money on cocktails, but yeah. to the novice who's like, not even, he's not even a novice. He's a, somebody who actually writes about it every once in a while. Yeah, so
1: you can't be a novice and write about that.
2: No, but he's a novice to the point of, like, of the industry itself. Yeah. No. Ah, okay. Yeah, so not, it's a different perspective. So yeah, his, Let me just, let me just dump yeah, in here. Do for, this. because yeah, this. Yeah, I need to hear it, this. This is an opinion. Again, yeah, these are my opinions. No, that's fine. Turns out, bartenders are people. All right. <laughs> and, and I just want to, that might be a news slash for somebody Touché. listening. Bartenders are people yeah. and people have nuance, right? Uh. So while that man in that exact mm-hmm. moment might have considered it like, you know, I don't get why this is like a high horse thing. Like yeah. why, why the sprint things are saving life. That, that is a, that is one example on the, on the spectrum of bartender. And you can True. find people that have the level of passion we have and it is transparent. You cannot hide it when you care about what you're doing and you can't hide it when you're just pouring beers and and pulling taps. There's, again, nothing wrong with it but it's, you walk into an account and I think the accounts, the whole point of creating an account or a bar or a restaurant is to create the identity that you think you're going to experience with the staff Mm -hmm. and there has to be that kind of meshing.
1: The truth has been an alignment of that. I agree. Sure. (laughs) And when
2: you find a disconnect in that alignment is when you notice that somebody might be too preachy to you know on a soapbox or yeah. or not knowledgeable enough and that that's that's a staffing issue to me
1: okay
2: um, not, that's knowing, that's truly not no, knowing that's not the, knowing the, the, the location yeah. it doesn't matter uh, but bartenders are human beings and they work and they deal with us at our oh, worst you goodness. know it's they so don't get 100%. you know you you get a therapist and the therapist is billing the health insurance company <laughs> for a bunch more and they probably also have health insurance bartenders yeah. are God, indentured servants to some degree sometimes. Yeah, like,
1: I, I agree. This if, is they're saints.
2: This
0: much, is a very good point. How many of those bars still exist to this day? Because I think Wilson and I are talking about this maybe a week or so <clears> ago. <throat> Excuse me. The bars are set up where you know they're dark. Um, there might be a lot of music on. The bar itself might stretch from the, the patron sitting at the counter to them making their drink quite a, quite a few feet. So they actually can't have that personal engagement other than pouring you, making you the cocktail, pouring you the beer, whatever it may be. And they might be even hear you over the music, hear you over the conversation of some of these tiny bars. that they try to fit as many people in there as possible. So maybe, it's, maybe a little bit is lost in there as well. The structure yeah. of the, how the bars were developed.
1: Any thoughts on that? Uh, it, it's it's sensitive, and yeah. I don't want to be insensitive. No, I, mean, I think the ones you're. Trying I think to in, do in, that, all right. Here's my.
2: Be to, real, yeah, and we'll we'll, we'll dig n- out of it. We'll yeah, dig yeah, out of it to and the t- t-
1: nitty gritty. Yeah. Sometimes you bring it. You get a bartender that inherits or you know what they're walking into as far as setup is concerned so that is not their fault how they operate behind that setup within the guidelines and or rules if they're placed at all Mm -hmm. you know i think it's up to them we and i play back to harrison's point where they are human so like us as reps we have our days yeah they have their days What's flexible again, with our end, Harrison and I, is if we're having an off day, immediately we just don't go see people. We make it an admin day, where the bartender has to go in, because that's cash money. Sometimes you got to make your money. You got to make your nut. You know, you got you gotta you have to show up. Excuse me. So that being said, you may be on an end where you're not getting their best.
0: Definitely, I mean, you know. Possible. Yeah, I agree with that too. I mean, it's uh, everyone has their off days. You never know we have our off
1: days. days, but at the same time, they're an extension of who we are as reps. They are yeah. our boots on the ground, because well, if they end up bringing in one of our products,
2: yeah. We, we have do. To be, heck, I'm being, I feel like I'm you being know? overly cautious because I know that potentially, like, a, a bartender could listen to this. No. And you don't want to be the guy that's coming up. You don't want to be on the either. guy that's right.
1: coming up. But, you know, you have to recognize that yeah. they are an extension of us. They are our long branch. Yeah, quick plug, fuck Yelp.
2: They're there. I mean, oh, know, I, I agree. I want to go there Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah you, you know what? I'll, I'll agree with that. To that Did point you, you, of where. If you've ever
0: written a Yelp, if you've ever read a Yelp and judged an the, judged the entire bar based off of someone's one reading, then. You're somebody who should should go to that bar in
2: the yep. first place. It's it's and yeah, going yeah. right off your point. It's people are people. people are Even people. I have like a three strike rule before I oh, can yeah. write off. Like anybody can have a bad day. Good point. And you just and have to realize that. if you if you sit there in your cubicle or in your car or whatever you do for yeah, work yeah. and you are asking yourself, "Have I had a bad day?" Then your bartender's had a bad day, yeah, right? And, and if you haven't, yeah. please please call in and tell us yeah. how you did that. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs>
1: It's true. Uh, it's and
2: true. if you react in a moment and write a Yelp review that's there, it's a pain in the butt. It's it basically is. extortion to get it out of the way.
1: It's, it's so. Because you know, a lot of places may get called out on that. They may. Yeah. A lot of places, you know, who? What bar owner doesn't pay attention to anything that's being said about yes. their bar? You have to. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You have to, because you want to make sure that that level of that level of service is there sure. and knowledge. Said, can we
2: give Can we give your listeners a life hack? If you have a terrible experience at a bar or yeah. restaurant, instead of going to Yelp and just ranting, take a breath, wake up the next morning when you're yeah. calm, Absolutely. and write an email to the bar, which usually has an RSVP or like a reservation or, or, or an something, or and something. just say, you know what? This isn't. it's not about putting it on Yelp. Yeah. it's about saying, hey, like I had a bad experience at your bar and first of all, they're more likely to respond yeah. politely. They're more likely to true. give you, a, hey, hey, please come back we'll we'll give you a blah 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 yeah. off or something. It's, it's, they're infinitely more likely to appreciate the fact that you took the time than if you just snap off on Yelp. And if you're the type of person to snap off on Yelp Turn off this podcast. This isn't for you. We don't want you.
1: I I, I just don't get it. (laughs) Um, I'm sorry. I shouldn't speak for you. No, no, I agree. (laughs) Wake up the next morning. I agree. Go home. Sleep on it. Let it marinate. Like I I, I tell those closest to me, let it marinate. Wake up the next morning. See how you feel. You know what? And if you feel up to it, go back. On the
2: continuum of text messages you've ever sent in your lives, I'm asking both of you. Yeah. Have you ever felt bad about one you sent at nine in the morning, assuming you were waking up and that was the first text message? Not like you had been up all night.
1: Ooh, you you know what? That's a
2: good question. Right, but but at two in the morning, we've all regretted a text message we sent after. True. Sure. No, I probably Whatever. Yeah, you know, I, I just say, you don't, if you sleep on it, right. chances are. Are you talking are... about
1: two in the morning? Like you're out till two in the morning, or you woke up at two in the morning? Because what, what I usually go to bed at 8.30. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just
0: like, Ugh. bring it
2: back to the bar. Um, <laughs>
0: I don't really. What has been the difference of selling craft whiskey now to selling MGP products?
2: Um, so, what's weird about this is it kind of feels the same. And part of the reason I think I'm here is because it's the same. Great. MGP produces volumetrically a lot of whiskey. Yeah. You know, I can't quantify it for you, but it, it's a it's a lot. Everyone knows it's a lot. We produce for many clients. We produce for ourselves. It's a lot.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, so we are not craft. I don't walk into a place no. talking about myself as if we're only producing, you know, twenty five hundred proof so you're gallons. Like certain yeah. breweries that are owned majority share by bigger
0: house breweries and
2: saying you're still making craft beer yeah i i what's amazing is i don't know what specific beer you're talking about because that's a thing that happens what, what i will say is i have to walk in with a new brand yeah and historically new brand equals craft distilling like you're you're a new brand you're yeah. just out on the market so it's very it's a cognitive dissonance yeah. thing where you have to like wake up every day and yeah. realize you're the big dog now but your brand is brand new. Yeah, that's,
0: that's one of the interesting aspects that I definitely wanted to get into because when you see George Remus on our label, most people probably have no idea who George Remus
2: is. Yes, please w- use his Wikipedia. I'd rather not go into it in depth, but I, I can do I, it for an I, hour. I can talk about we, we, we don't have a full hour, and that's you know, going to that's gonna bring up this. He was
0: basically what they call the Rockefeller of prohibition. He was a very smart guy that took advantage of the law, he took advantage of breaking the law, eh, maybe whatever you ever call it. being an entrepreneur, if you will. And he is one of the... Uh, I guess, beneficiaries of Prohibition, if you will. And we'll just kind of leave it at that. Sure. But um, very famous person inside the whiskey industry. Agreed. Inside the whiskey folklore. And you see it. It, look, it looks like a craft label. We're staring at a bottle right now where it's uh, it almost has, like, a very uh, Gatsby-esque feel to it um, of one of the labels. And then one of the other labels is straight up with a profile picture of George Remus where some craft distilleries do that, of like maybe a grandparent or a heritage. Or a group of people. Absolutely call it, um, you know, based off of a smaller area where your distillery is located, or like sure. Three Brothers, something like that. You have a silhouette, you have a picture of those people that are involved with it. Well, George Remus represents the entire country. Um, and that's where I think these brands are really going to hit a point, because once you read about George Remus, you'll realize it wasn't just like a Cincinnati breed based out of, out of in Chicago. Um,
2: our Cincinnati rep has a, has a remarkable job. She I, gets to I'm do sure a lot I, of stuff.
0: Yeah, I'm sure, absolutely but it reaches across the country because it was something that the entire country was affected by. Right. And But it, in a way, yeah, it's, it, it seemed like craft label because it is brand new.
2: There's nothing about this. If I was to walk in and not talk about where I was from or who I represented yeah. and just walked in with a singular brand because we're a house of brands, not yeah. a branded house, yeah. um, we, you would not necessarily know. You, no. you might even ask me, like, oh, where, where do you get it from? And that's the hilarity when you get into a situation where someone's like, all right, yeah. well, where are you getting it? And I'm like, well, no, we're, we're MGP, and someone's like, oh, okay, so you're buying. like, no, sir, yeah, or madam, madam, we are MGP, yes. we we are MGP, okay. and that's and that is a uh, a bit of a, a disconnect there, but we're we're bridging it, you know. The okay. only way to do is get out there.
0: And I know you're sure. new with the company, but uh, do you
2: have you been told why they started these brands? Um, so I, I'm. N- not exactly okay. I mean I can look we're, we're all adults here we can probably guess yeah. and, and <laughs> frankly I'm surprised it took them this long uh,
0: I, I, that's kind of what I was thinking
1: about. <laughs> that was exactly I, I was I,
0: hoping you would go there <laughs> I, 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 I kind of always thought in a way that they not indirectly did you know, we're like brands to be like, we get our juice from MGP. And I thought maybe that's kind of the partnership. I didn't know. Sure. Um, and then when you started releasing these brands and then tasting these brands, you're like, oh, this is phenomenal no. juice, obviously.
2: Yeah. And, and the best part is, and I, I can say this safely, and I know that, uh, nothing we're putting in a bottle is something that's identical to something we're selling out. Oh, oh, that's a good point. Right? That's, that's a very, very so, good point. Yeah, so out, yeah. um, primarily we're doing blends, and, and do they use some of the base ingredients that are on our, our menu? Uh-huh possibly yeah. but we're, we're not selling the same thing that you could get somewhere else for another. like i'm not that's not my sales pitch yeah. right i don't want to take away we don't want to take away from brands yeah. that have also purchased from us uh that would be bad business yeah. i just yeah. imagine that's
1: actually quite the challenge
2: yeah yeah but we have quite we have we challenge. have master blenders that are just really sure. cool and if yeah. you ever get a chance to go to a like a master rye event and meet, meet our master blenders it's yeah. it's worth
0: it because you have no master distillers correct
2: uh Correct on on paper. On paper, yeah. yeah, paper. yeah. So it's
1: Master Blender, um, yeah. But but That's I will say, tutorial.
2: and and and, yeah. and I don't want to get too far into the weeds, but you know, before MGP was LDI, yeah. Right, and MGP, the new ownership, mm-hmm. brings a level of transparency to Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory <laughs> where no one's ever allowed in. <laughs> yeah. That wasn't there before. Absolutely. So where some of the mystery, if you go back a couple generations, in this. Lawrenceburg facilities mm-hmm. Lawrenceburg alone facilities history it's very mysterious and very cloak and dagger you can go on our our website right now which I'm sure you guys can post afterwards when mm-hmm. we're done with this right you can go on there and see what mash bills we sell
1: okay I did Sketch, actually yeah. did check that out yeah. and it's quite interesting um,
2: I will say there's a Berlin wall <coughs> between the brand side which is where I work yeah. and the bulk alcohol and side that goes out to everyone
1: else which exactly. makes sense
0: because you're competing interests in a way
1: in a way, uh, right. Yes so, and no. I would say yes and no to that. I, yeah, I think it's it's a
2: weird, it's it's, it's weird. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it, this is something that I don't think any other distillery no. has to deal with. I um, agree. Um, I mean, because
0: even some of the smaller craft distilleries, or um, they do contract a little bit, some of them.
2: Sure. But, and the major guys, they own all their brands. Yeah,
0: exactly. True. That's my point, or my thought, I guess, is that. Certain juices of larger distilleries that still multiple brands. Some of that's the same juice this age a little bit differently. Maybe aged in a different warehouse. Sure. How do you guys work around that?
2: Well, I mean, once it leaves our warehouse, yeah, it's it's, it's your done. business. You know what I mean? I like so the aging products. Uh, in terms of what we you like,
0: you aging your facilities. We do yes. Um, so. Is it based on what warehouses they go to and how
2: you get different flavors? Obviously, some of that... The, 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 oddly enough, you haven't triggered my trap card here. And I don't have a, <laughs> a set answer for you. But, but, but I will say the answer is, pro- yeah, yes and no. Because okay, okay, we do... We, yeah. We'll sell, as as far as I know, and based on our website, you know, yeah. what we disclose publicly. Let's get back right, to the we, folder. Yeah, we... Uh, you know, we produce, we produce all range of spirits at different ages. You know, it really depends on available inventory
1: Mm -hmm. and,
2: and that goes back to the bulk alcohol. This is why there's a divide because I don't actually know what our inventory, I I mean, I'm not like shitting you guys. Right. 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 Uh, it's, um, it's, there is an inventory. There, there are futures. I'm sure that are purchased. Like people are buying stuff that hasn't even been laid down yet. Was just, as far like, as that I'm that aware, that was my question. Okay. Next, so, and yeah. I'm guessing again, yeah. again guessing. So,
1: because like, <laughs> projections, we all we all operate on a projection, oh, yeah.
2: right? Which is why when and I'm not, and I'm not even touching political, but when there's a trade war and tariffs go on. On uh-huh. bourbon, yeah. right? Everyone panics because we have to guess what's going to
1: happen six yeah. years from now yeah. Yeah. every day. Well, for, for your current situation, yes. Which, Our previous situation, yes. Yes. But
0: but what we saw was was maybe particularly one of the downfalls of bourbon back during World War II was that prediction that was going to happen again like Prohibition so yeah. certain distilleries planned for it and they made too much and then there was a basically way too much demand um, mm-hmm. not enough demand for the for the production that was already
2: made and uh, basically projected for um, but right now we're in boom what do you do? I. Uh- you know what? I leave that to individuals smarter than myself who yeah, so are being sure. paid yeah. higher than myself. Like that, that's that's yes. exactly where right that brain trust that that comes yeah. up with that number, whatever the yeah. algorithm is whatever actuarial table yeah. you have to, like, figure
1: out, that is exactly why. Has Union Horse thought about that for the future? That's a very good question that I do not know. Okay. That, that's something that and I, I sure do not know. I'm sure every distillery is I'm asking sure. these questions. I'm sure.
0: We live at certain distilleries where maybe their bourbon sold well for the last couple of years, and we our new products going off better in the shelves. Yeah. Like, do we keep making that whiskey and, you know, letting yeah. that juice just age?
1: Well, see, that's the thing, too, and I'm happy you mentioned that, Jake, because one of the things that... And Harrison, being that you have years more on me, but you can talk to this as well, one of the questions that I often get when people find out that uh, Union Horse, in this case, is turning nine years old this year, they're like, oh, what 10-year-old are you going to bring out? (laughs) You know, it, I mean, it's it's natural to think that, yeah, right? Because they don't have the process it. Right. I'm just like, well, you're gonna get the same thing you got in this bottle. It's just another five years later. <laughs> you yeah, know. Yeah. But it's it. But seriously, what makes me think too is like the pro in, in my mind is the marketing aspect, not so much mm-hmm. the sales aspect. In a sense, we're like, okay, we've done well with what we have now in the market. We're yeah. gonna turn nine years this year. Then obviously ten the next year. Um, but. How do I keep your interest? Can, what what do the old good old boys do right now? Right now, I mean, right
2: now. I, I, yeah. I mean, as speaking right. for a half of a good old boy. Yeah, I, we don't have to make that decision whether we create consistency in our everyday product and we release specialty age products. Mm-hmm. Most people do. the The odd universe that we find ourselves in, having brands much after co- like contract distilling for people for mm-hmm. so long, is you know we don't we sell vodka because. We have a great vodka that we want to sell.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, we did not have to, you know. We did it because we wanted to, and it made sense. Um, we have aged product, mm-hmm. you know. We have stuff. We just wake up day one, you know. If, if, and again, we're not doing this, but like hypothetically, if we just wanted to put together like a four-year-old whiskey and, mm-hmm. and release it we, it, we we have that ability, mm-hmm. and that's not something. You know, Union Horse can do. You Correct. have to choose. Do we consider? Do we keep building the brand exactly as is and release a ten year? Yes. S- at our fifteenth anniversary. Yeah. You know, and, <laughs> and that and that sucks. I mean, that sucks. But that at the same time is where MGP and right. its precursors have
1: come in. Yeah, I, you know, and that's the thing, I, and that's what I find. What that that's one of the loves that I have about the position that we're in is the, that I am still going to to sell, promote, market what I have now. Mm-hmm. And if I do it well enough and I establish that, that relationship well and deep enough yep. that when I do come around with that 10, 15-year-old... There's no questions.
2: Right. It's just gone. It's just I mean, gone. hey, look, who doesn't want who doesn't want an allocated item that's yeah. sold before it is and then becomes sales right. leverage?
1: Because that's that's where the that's where you guys yeah. are at. You it's guys just, are it's at. It's
2: not that. sexy, right? It's, it's, it's not, not sexy. sexy, it's not sexy, yeah. but man, from a sales perspective, anybody who's ever sold a car wishes somebody wanted yeah. all their cars <laughs> before the cars were released. Yeah. You
1: know, like it's that's you know. sales. But still, that's, it applies to this, this wonderful nectar that we're both part of, or all three of us are, yeah. you know, as fans, as, you know, as geeks, to a point, myself, personally, I'm still learning, but, you know, especially out in the field, you know, I get that all the time. You know, this, it's just like, man, nine years old this year? I'm like, yeah, it's great.
2: This is a street cred issue. Uh, they spoke very highly of me starting this, this show, but I've known both of these gentlemen long <laughs> enough to, to give them a little bit more. And it's good. No, I'd be, rather be humble and me have, as your guests say, like, hey, these guys know a little bit more uh, than they let on uh, than you guys sound like tools you know <laughs> I just, uh, but, but i will give you the, you you do have a, a a good resume both of you so i, appreciate I wouldn't that. have showed up here if you were just two chuckleheads in a garage <laughs> but yeah where does that i mean where does that leave us in terms of brand we've gone all over around yeah. the universe yeah. uh, you, you've I been mean, keeping track more than do, i do
1: do we i guess it's it gets to a point uh, okay here now yeah. it becomes personal Ooh. how far are we each willing to go as with in what? as in that whole process. This whole process.
2: Have you seen the Fire Festival documentary? <laughs> <laughs> I have not. Okay, seen well, that's how Fire far Festival. I'm willing to go to, to your <laughs> listeners. No, one, no, no one's giving blood for water. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's just you know, I, it, it's one of the things I don't often mm-hmm. think about this, but when I when it comes to mind, it's only because I'm asked. Yeah. They're like, oh, okay, well, you know. You know when that ten year comes around, yeah, give us a call. So. Um, Wait, so. People will turn you
0: down. Yeah because they don't because you're well involved. not
1: people will turn us down it's more
0: maybe like reordering
1: up reordering you know they'll order what we've got going on okay so this was great and they love it but they expect more but they're like yeah for craft I'm like we're giving you a shot yeah you gotta come correct
2: well I think there's a loyalty aspect to it too correct no so right, I agree so with right, you right 100%. now because this is not, the best go, go ahead. ahead oh I was, just
0: gonna, I was just gonna say people that are buying from the, both of you because you're both networked well in here in this city of Chicago is that they're buying you as much as they are buying the brand that you sell. Oh,
2: if if you're a brand and you're hiring somebody, just never forget that. Yeah. You are you are just as much hiring the person that is the conduit to your accounts, and they're going to generate them. Yeah. But but also remember, if you're thinking about letting someone go, yeah. those are also still very <laughs> much their accounts. Yeah. And and uh, it's not Plus. even an intentional thing. There's their loyalty is deep. People are buying you just what, as much. The brand. Uh, was that what yeah. uh,
0: when uh, was that what MGP saw in you? If you already have this network established in one of the best drinking uh, cities?
2: I again, I sadly, I can't speak for both of my all five of my, I don't know, 10 of my bosses yeah. on the subject. But but I, I hope I hope they did. I mean, I've been yeah. doing, and I did this the hard way. Like, again, oh, yeah. wasn't in a bartender click that, like, yeah. no, you know, was like, I. I, yeah, yeah, I right. We just had to make friends. I was a door guy. And okay. be, be, yeah, a so. guy. Yeah, be, be a good guy. Yeah, be a good person. I
0: mean, go, go into that a little bit about how a lot of reps for distilleries for brands are right. bartenders.
1: So, a lot of the time, times... That. That's the direction it's going currently. Yeah. It and, has.
2: And, and that was where the term brand ambassador came in. And yeah, honestly, yeah. the day you want to have a show that's about brand ambassadors, I will sit right back down here <laughs> and, and tell you what I think about the term brand ambassador. Yeah. Um, but if you, have, if you have a brand, especially a cocktail-focused brand... You know, wh-
0: I just had a Scotch distiller reach out to me about being a brand ambassador.
2: Oh. <laughs> You should you should you should ask them to change it to market director or something. I'm a brand really specialist, is, yeah. So. See? Ooh, you're so yeah. Special. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm I, fancy. Sometimes they just ask no. you, "What do you want in your card?" But uh, yeah, absolutely.
1: It and it's sense. funny because it's BS. <laughs> <laughs> Uh,
2: But the brand ambassador model was definitely based on if you have a cocktail-focused brand, you you want somebody that knows how to make a cocktail. As I stated earlier, like, yes, I can cobble together one, but do not ask me to be three deep at a bar on a Saturday night. I I know what my limitations are, and I know who I am, and I'm not going to pretend to be otherwise. But I could tell you exactly why, how many times a yeast... Uh, you know cell can can bud before it dies before it dies, it explodes right like th- 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 that is very specific knowledge that's the definition of nerd, you know and mm-hmm. it, right it's th- there I am um, and I hope they chose me for that yeah. uh, there are brands, especially bigger brands with larger budgets they want kind of the flashy bartender because the short-term gain and again, I am not speaking about everybody
1: but you're on to something very true right
2: the the short- term gain is that bartender has a following they have friends that are also in the industry it is a very tight-knit community and mm-hmm. you can walk in and be like hey i work for so-and-so now you mind picking up a bottle of so-and-so <laughs> and it's just done yeah. and there's some short-term distribution long in the world, right l- long term yeah. i don't personally know if that pans out i don't want to say it never does mm-hmm. i got to be really careful here because oh, yeah. i really don't know um but that is an angle to take the other angle is finding a distributor rep who understands the sales organization that they're working within because salespeople are a bunch of dead eyed sharks and we just exist and are sad all the time. That's a terrible we, people. we you know, there's something to be said about being able to stand up in front of a room of salespeople, having been a salesperson or selling in your yeah. life. And being able to look look them in the eye and be like, "Look, I know I'm the tenth supplier to walk in here today. You guys all want to go to lunch. Half of you want to go to the bathroom. You don't really give a crap. Half of you are drunk. Like, and and that's not (laughs) their fault. Like, you're not. This is the reality of it. So, how do you get them jacked up about product nine that you've just released and you want them to push into all their accounts? This is the thing that no one sees. This is the consumer does not see this part of the business." Mm Um, And sometimes you want people, whereas you want a bartender who can do cocktails. You want sometimes someone that can do, uh, you know, that sales side of it. Sometimes you want someone that can do both, and you better be willing to pay a premium because those people absolutely exist. It's absolutely possible, but we're not cheap. Yeah, It's true. I like how I said we're not cheap. No, I I love it. I love it
1: because I actually, in my head, I'm like, ding. Wilson, starting
0: with you, what do you feel is your best aspect when it comes to
2: Can you talk for like 10 seconds on this? Because I really have to go back.
1: Yeah, man, you do that. (laughs) I will say this. I believe my due diligence going into an account is what I I feel is my best asset. There are over 5,000 bars and restaurants in Chicago. My goal is not to be in all 5,000 bars and restaurants, (laughs) which is impossible. But I tell you this. If I can get into 100 key points... Of distribution and or enjoyment, I'm doing well. So what I do back to why I say my best attribute is the due diligence is that I make sure that I align properly with what these accounts are doing already, and I hate to use the the term accounts because I truly my method is really making it personable, making establishing that rapport. Call it almost a friendship in a sense where I'm not gonna do wrong by you. You know, you say yes to me, and I will do well. I will, I'll do good by you. You know,
0: for you, communication will end as soon as you walk up.
1: Correct. I am there constantly, not constantly, but I will. You will know that I'm there to take care of you. Period. But there's something pretty special to be about what I have to offer. So it's it's about knowing exactly where I'm going in with my brand and communicating the picture. Hey, imagine if you made this with this. Mm -hmm. Not so much, hey, what do you think? Do you like it? Yeah. Hey, is it good enough to be on your cocktail menu? Because I'd love that too, that would really help me. No, know already what they offer, what they do, how they do it, and if you fit that mold, if you fit that party, try it with this. In fact, I've gone so far out that I've made the exact same cocktail that some of these places offer using something else on the more affordable side yeah. of things. This is what it tastes like with mine. What do you think?
2: Yeah. That's what, de- I mean, that's a sales strategy for sure, yeah. You know?
1: I mean,
0: What do you, I mean has your sales strategy changed at all, Harrison, with going into this...
2: Yeah. Uh, hands down no, my, my point is totally different I, I up until this brand had never never represented I don't think a whiskey that was twenty nine ninety nine MSRP you know yeah. like I just like, it's, it's just um, I,
1: I, the yeah. number alone is
0: people go out to a bottle shop and see craft whiskey distilleries are selling their product um, yep. for $50 or $45 yeah. sometimes even $60 that it's only been aged maybe two years it's probably been aged in a smaller cast yeah. most of the time. Yeah. and the question is why does it cost so much a lot and the understanding is that these people have to make their money back. That's where they have to start with. And when you, it, it, is there juice as good as, you know, look what this frame sitting right here, that's been probably aged in a properly amount of time, in a properly sized barrel? I, I guess it's, a, it's judgment.
1: But, yeah. True. Very but, well um, said. It, um, it main is judgment. The point of it
0: is that these distilleries, they don't necessarily want to put their product out there for that price. It's just where they have to make their money back
2: to survive. Sure. I don't want to destabilize the American economy, but a dollar bill <laughs> is o- <laughs> only worth what we're willing to believe it's worth. That's true. Right? Yeah. Because yeah. we're not yeah. on a gold yeah. standard yeah. anymore. And I'm not going to, again, that's ooh, a little, a little <laughs> libertarian <laughs> that came out of me. It's all right. I mean that. Um, but it's it's the same thing with a bottle of whiskey. A bottle of whiskey is only worth $29.99 if you believe it's worth 29 dollars It's only worth $59.99 yeah. if you think it's worth $59. And for goodness sake, people on the secondary market, it's never worth $1,500. No. Okay, I just want to be very clear. It's never worth that. But if you can, if you can go out there, and, especially if you have interactions with reps, and I think that's part of what we do mm-hmm. at, at large. This is what you've done in your past, certainly, Jake. Yeah. Um, if you can go out there and create those connections with people and explain to them in long form why it is worth this price point yeah. people do respond people are loyal people people care just as much as you care yeah. Yeah. but that care gets lost in translation on a shelf with 600 other bottles that's and you, we don't expect it to be otherwise yeah
0: that's why like for me personally um, when I manage the bottle shop at Cobalt is that those guys that came back in every single week or maybe like every two weeks came and bought a sure. bottle um, a bourbon or something like that always 10% off Always Oh, yeah. Sure. It's, it's better sure. to have the loyalty. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. And it's like, what do you, what do you lose in the long run as a company? Nothing, yeah. really. But you get that brand loyalty to stay with you. And yeah. That's where it's so important because they're not going to a giant retailer to look around for buying, mm-hmm. yeah. they're going to your shop to only buy your products.
1: But so, also you are at a, I apologize, no, okay, no, um, but Please. before I lose my thought, you were at a, you were in a position where you controlled that. Yeah. Because... And that, and this is this goes back to our conversation so clerk with Matt. At do that. Yeah, a clerk uh, clerk at Benny's cannot do that. No. You can do that. I, mean, I don't know if I was supposed to do that either. <laughs> no, but you did the right thing. What you did was you realized and you you saw, you pinpointed a loyal yeah, individual. Recognized you recognized people. You knew what they liked. You knew those who were willing to try something different. If you had something different, so on and so forth. The point is this. Yeah when you and this goes back also to include Matt Brown from the back um from last week, shout out to matt brown mm. um, sales, <laughs> that when you have a control of price, you have a lot more flexibility, mm. you have a lot more control of the conversation where Harrison and i mm-hmm. our our prices are set yep. this set. is it what it is yep. you know sure. but if you're looking for something along the lines of that. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to tell you where to go, but you can find that. I, I but that's the that. only thing we yeah. don't have. regretfully, is right. that I, I ability. I assume that a lot of your listeners
2: are industry people, but but just let's just be really clear about the three tier system. <laughs> My mom is not. Okay, well let's <laughs> be really clear about how the three system works. <laughs> yeah. Right. It starts with a, a cog, a cost of goods. Right. This is it, true. it costs me X dollars, and I will say 100%. I have no idea what our Like any of this is for for, for, for MGP. I don't know mine. I have in the past with other brands. It's fine. Um, You have a cost of goods, which is, for the layman, this is how many doll hairs it costs to produce (laughs) one bottle of our whiskey, okay? And then you have the FOB, the Freight on Board, board. which is a separate cost, which is what you sell that bottle that cost you X to make to the distributor, because this is the three tiers. You have to sell it to a distributor. Um, so then you have that cost, which is really a markup. Right, right. And it's a markup because that's where your—that's the only time you're getting paid mm-hmm. as, as a distillery. As a distillery. Right? You're getting paid on that FOB. Right. Then you sell it to the distributor. And then you have to rely on that distributor to then, again, mark up the bottle mm-hmm. and then sell it to the retailer. Correct. For a price. That then the retailer again marks up so that they make profit they along make the way. As so I just want, too. I just let's recap that, right, right. One to the distributor, right? Cog, one, right? FOB. Yep. Uh, you have the uh, MSRP. MSRP. And then you have the actual. And then you have retail. the actual retailer. I just, it's, it's. <laughs> when you think about it, when you spell it out, that that's exactly how an eight dollar bottle ends up costing. I, I don't know. I, I'm not even, yeah. I'm not even going to do the math on yeah. it. Yeah. But, but we're here with no control no, in the middle no control of that and and I have had control I've had not control it, it honestly mm-hmm. in the end it really doesn't matter because you can only nudge things so far yeah um, but when a consumer comes up to me and asks me well, why is this this price point mm-hmm. sometimes I just go the how did this bill on Capitol Hill become a thing you know it's <laughs> like let me, let me sing you the song this is this is where it is Good point. And yeah. and and if anyone's curious about what MGP does or what the Illinois tax structure <laughs> is, you can go listen to episode three. Matt covered it pretty clearly. Matt covered it very I was actually well. really
1: relieved that he went into it because legally,
2: I'm not going to go into it. Yeah, it's probably um,
1: thing. Matt, Matt's in a different world, dude.
2: <laughs> Please bring him back. Oh, he oh, will. Matt will be oh, he'll be back, back next week.
1: week. Matt is
0: co-hosting with. Yeah, me. Matt's gonna, gonna be unavailable. Yeah. Oh, uh, wonderful Mike guys. Marino yeah. uh, Marino Liquors is gonna be at uh, the at a little village. Yeah. Yeah, and Matt's gonna be co-hosting. So <laughs> in fact,
1: back. Matt by popular demand. Matt um, and us, we all we're all good friends. But um, Mike was my first no and it I, shows again. There's no
0: slam dunks. Exactly.
1: We're, we're, we're there are no slam dunks. And I thought for sure that Mike Marino, considering the history, the story behind the Union Horses Distilling Company, mm-hmm. would be the selling point on top of the deliciousness. I personally feel that I have in a bottle, mm-hmm. or we have in a bottle, would would just seal the deal. He says
0: no. Explain the neighborhood that he's in.
1: Yeah, he goes. So he's in a little village. First generation Mexican families, third, fourth, maybe even fifth generation Mexican families that date back that way, Um, and great. It's a great neighborhood because it is one of those neighborhoods that has kept true to their identity and their, and their, uh, in their history as an enclave for Mexican Americans or fresh Mexicans from our um, our sister country down to the south of us. so he says, "No." I'm like, "Okay."
2: That
1: hey, really, get bro, out! Yeah, no, that's no, not get cool. Out, out, man. Get that guy no, out, bro, of get really, out of really, here! Really, bro? Get out of here! Fuck out of here! Get this Chicago here. motherfucker. Yeah. Basically, he then, then, yeah, he, basically, he told me then, "Yeah." Basically, he told me, "Like, my mar- my market's not ready for for this yet, but I appreciate it for this yet." But anyways, Mike Marino's a great guy. You guys are gonna enjoy his con. He was just uh, awarded. Um, uh, Chicago's uh, Latino, 40 under 40, yes. um, of, bus- of uh, entrepreneurship slash business- small business owners here in Chicago. The kid's only not even 30, I think, yeah, over 32 years young. old, pretty young. But if you hit yeah. the South Side, there, the, cock- the cocktail culture, the craft culture, uh, beer craft, yeah. breweries, no distilleries yet. But anyway, so on and so forth. It's hitting the South Side, and there's a reason why. All right, perfect.
2: Mm-hmm. There we go. I feel like we're coming to a natural like yeah, wrap-up here, <laughs> um, and, and we're talking about next week's show. We're talking about last week's show, oh, so I want to yeah. take this yeah. moment to offer you a gift because I did actually listen, and I encourage all future ah, guests to yes. listen um, because, as you know, I did spend a short time working with Balcones, oh. and you talked about how much you like them, <laughs> yeah. so to get it out of my closet and into yours, <laughs> I brought you the remainder of What I had, (laughs) (laughs) Um, not not as not as a right. It's nothing. Well done, well done. Winston Edwards at balcones. Winston, uh, if you want to go follow him, or Phil uh, Barlow at balcones. Phil. Uh, both great guys. Yeah. I have nothing but love for for them and mm-hmm. the brands. But I mean, if you, you spoke you much. so much about it, I just like
0: spoke a few sentences. Thought, listen, but...
2: when you were brand, you like you notice who spoke, who's yeah, talking about it. you. So you will enjoy yeah. uh, the, the the leftovers yeah. of yeah.
0: what I <laughs> had. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, this is a definitely this is a really good way of yeah. putting um, our craft backgrounds yeah. to what's happening on the larger scales of America. Uh, And really, having helping people help understand like what goes into it absolutely and, and we're all and we're all united in it I think in a way I agree um, especially when Truly large agree. distillers like MGP are helping out the little guys initially yes. and then they built into their own brands like Matt talked about last week This is very true. so I think it's a good way to put it off there um, Harrison is there anything you want to promote for uh, Whiskey coming up thank you yeah I was, like, I was like you gotta, yeah. gotta yeah. tee it up yeah. for me tee one last time uh, uh, yeah,
2: well first of all I want to tell people to look out for our Rossville Union Rye line our George Remus bourbon line Tastes our Till stuff. Vodka and of course the newest addition to the MGP brand family Aiden Sand Our Mm. blended bourbon whiskey. It's amazing. That's what we were talking about at the $29.99 mark there. That was was some choice stuff right there. I want to thank you guys for having me because this has been just. Great! Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> I have had a great time. Well, episode two will be coming soon, I'm sure with you. Um, I would would oh, yeah. love that. I personally I 2. would love 9. that. I hope you enjoy this and uh, have enjoyed that. And frankly, we will be uh, at the Untitled Whiskey Event. Yes. We will be at Benny's World of Whiskey. Yes, we will. Uh, we will be doing a toast. Event. <laughs> uh, we will be doing a toast to Harry Carey. If you all out there watch, uh, oh, are
1: you? Yeah oh, the, uh, the
2: the NBC ABC WGN kind of morning show morning thing. Show aspect, We're going to yeah. be there helping out Budweiser actually. Uh, pitch the, uh, the toast to Harry Carey this year because their theme is Prohibition, and George Remus makes a lot of sense on that one. <laughs> so I will definitely be there in a suit, even though I'm going to have to be like, like squeezed it. in yeah, with like duct it. tape.
1: Like but uh, thank you guys yeah, for having yeah, me. Yeah, thank uh, you, uh, Harrison, Harrison. Seriously.
0: You before you take off, we're going to be available next week. So. Yeah,
1: next Friday I'll be taking off for a nice four-day rendezvous with the lady friend. Shout-out to Lindsay Campbell out there. I know she'll be listening. Um Yeah, well, I'll be hitting up some Charlotte. You know, Char- not Charlotte. Uh, Charleston, Charleston, sorry. Um, but other than that, just getting ready for uh, Whiskey Week when we return. Yeah, yeah. definitely. It's going to be a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, I think uh, we got some stuff planned for that week to do a couple more podcasts and get them up um, Yeah, as soon as we can yeah. that week. a couple th- um,
1: two, three things yeah, that we got and, going, uh, going on right
0: now. But other than that, everybody, thank you for tuning in, tuning in to uh, the latest of Key in the Lake Podcast. This is our fourth episode. I want to thank Harrison once again for coming and hanging out with us and for all the delicious balconies because I'm sure I'll drink it up real nicely this weekend um, as it is St. Patrick's Day. Instead of drinking some Irish whiskey, why might not drink a little Texas whiskey too. <laughs> Texas two-step right there um, with two gingers. There we go. Bring it all back together. Other than that, guys, thanks a lot, and we'll see you next
1: week. Cheers.